0: Player agrees to home rules, but gets angry when we use them. Hi everyone! All Things DD is back with another story. D&D's rules are a guideline, they are there to be tweaked and fixed for what works with your group. This DM has a pretty great homebrew rule that really anyone should be on board with, except for this player. Find out how a problem player can't mesh with a group and all hell breaks loose. This story started before the pandemic, so we were all playing together in person. We had just stopped playing a one-year-long campaign because our previous DM couldn't play anymore, and we were longing to have a similar experience once again. I volunteered to be the DM, start organizing the campaign, and we started having a blast. The most important part of this story? We didn't play completely by the manual. We had some homebrew rules regarding some roles and things that we actually changed. This was something that we all agreed on, that we all knew, and that we were used to. One of those rules was, actually, related to lying and diplomacy, We were pretty tired of people throwing nat 20 and then saying the sky is green, expecting the NPCs to believe them, and someone maybe elaborating this extremely well ruse just to fail for a low score. I know that following the dice is kinda the basis of D&D, so it's not that we completely ignored them. It worked like this. When lying, you had to convince me too. If for any reason you managed to convince the DM with it, you get a plus 3 on your roll. If your lie is so stupid that no one would believe it at all, you get a minus 3. It didn't stop people from winning with stupid lies and high rolls, but it balanced the thing and spurred creativity. We were mostly a role-playing group. The players went weeks without fighting actually because they always managed to avoid the battles in any other way. And as I said before, and that's very important, we all agreed on it. It was well explained. I had a printed sheet with the additional or changed rules and gave it to the players, even those who had played with those rules before at the beginning. So, we started playing and the party consisted of Half-Elf Bard, Human Warlock, Dwarf Fighter, and Dragonborn Cleric. Four sessions in, the fighter asked if her cousin could play with us because he was a very huge D nerd. I had no problem with another player, so we met and added him in. He created a human thief and while talking about his character, I started explaining the rules we had changed. He was fine with them. I gave him the sheet with the rules. He looked at them and said, Neat. We had a single player session because I didn't know how he played and wanted to do a session zero with him to introduce him to the party, where those rules were used. Nothing was said concerning the rule change. So the thief joined the party, and already in the first session they were all together. He started to protest some of the homebrew rules, actively reprimanding players who didn't roll the right things, or interrupting me going like, well, actually. At the end of the first group session, I had to actually explain to him, again, that that was how we played the game. And that we had told him the rules even before starting. He was grumpy and still complaining, but he relented. The more we played, I realized he was actually a very problematic player. He always went along with his plans completely ignoring the party. He didn't like to compromise, tried to attack random NPCs, and he was really against anything that would be out of D&D's canon. The warlock told us that he had played a famous one-shot with another party, I think it was Death House, where the DM personalized it and changed the ending and the thief insulted that DM for half an hour. Also, he continued to try to flirt with the fighter. The character, thankfully not his cousin, in an although not a lot, still a bit creepy way. I admit that I, uh, didn't do much, besides reprimand him when he exaggerated. Usually I'm harsh on problematic players, but this time, I was scared that I was actually being prejudiced against him. After all, we were a team of longtime friends who were invaded by a stranger. Maybe the problem wasn't with him but with us, who weren't accepting the change in our dynamics. Also, he wasn't used to our rules, so of course he struggled with them. Surely I could be more patient, right? Yeah, right. Summer vacation rolled in. Our bard had been gone for a while and had been fine with us continuing in the meantime. So I had him be kidnapped by the big bad to explain his absence and the party had to save him. They had scouted the area around the evil queen's castle made plans to go in and had everything ready. They had a very specific plan on how to circumnavigate the guards who were stationed in front of one of the servants' entrances, which consisted in poisoning the bottles of wine that were brought to the kitchen by that door with a very strong sedative. They had noticed in their scouting that the evening guards stole one of the bottles the servants brought in to drink together every two days. Now the thief found the plan stupid. He continued to argue that a real guard would never do that and that the plan would automatically fail although the party had seen them in fact do that a number of times. They set the plan in motion and watched as the guards stopped the little servant with the box of bottles, took one for themselves and laughed about how nobles wouldn't even notice one of the bottles being gone like that. They poured themselves their wine and before I said they drank it, the thief jumped out of their magical hiding spot and screamed at them to stop. The party panicked, the guards were confused, I was confused. The thief joyfully explained that he had seen some weirdos messing with the bottles and he just had to save the poor innocent guards who were just doing their jobs. The guards called for a servant, made the boy drink the wine. Boom, the boy was passed out on the floor. Okay, wait, we could still roll with this. The guards were actually very grateful that they were saved by this gentle stranger, but of course, suspicious about the whole situation. So they of course asked him who he was and what he was doing here. The thief smiled and pulled down his hood. I am thief and I come here in peace. For I've decided to betray my companions and join the queen's ranks." The party was frozen on their spot. The guards were too. They knew the player. They didn't recognize him until now because of the hood, but he was famous. They knew his name. They had seen the wanted posters. The members of the party were, after all, the enemies of this kingdom. I decided to be merciful, mostly to the party, since he had acted alone and didn't want to punish everyone for his actions. And the guards asked first off why he was there at the servant entrance then and not, you know, trying to get in from the main gates? And second, why did he have this weird change of mind? He asked for suggestions. I said to him, clearly they're going to still escort you to the queen by calling other guards. It's too dangerous to just let you pass like this, but maybe if you convince them you're sincere, they'll not be on alert and distracted, and you and the party can work with it. Sure, I got it. And then he explained that he had lost himself in the gardens while trying to get to the main gates. Okay and that he suspected that actually, in reality, he was a lost son of the queen and wanted to join his mother to be at her side. He rolled and got 12. And that's a 12, he said. I looked straight at him. No, that's a 9. And even if it was a 12 or 15, that would just be impossible. Why? It's not unusual for royals to have bastards around. Yes, but the queen is just a little older than you, the warlock explained. There's no way that you can be your lost son if you're not a kid. And differently from men, a woman would, well, notice if she had a baby in her for like nine months and then it got lost. If the prince of the kingdom had been lost, people would know. He continued to protest, so I quickly interjected. Look, the guards clearly don't believe you. Like even if it was a twelve, they still wouldn't have believed you, I said. But they don't want to fight you if they have a chance to deliver you peacefully to their queen. And you know, in the chance you may be really the prince. Magic was involved and the queen hid his disappearance, they of course want to avoid killing you and getting her mad, so instead of attacking you on the spot, they call for reinforcements on escorting you. He then interrupted me and started literally raging against me. He said that he had made a perfect lie and that I had it against him because he was the only player in the party who knew how to play real D and wasn't one of my little story slaves. He called BS on the diplomacy rule, saying that I was using it for cheating because I could decide whether or not a thing was believable in which the warlock tried to explain that there had been instances in which I had judged something believable and the party had not or vice versa, but we had always talked about it together to understand if it was or not, and resolved it, and that he had been present during one of these encounters. He ignored him and interrupted everything we were trying to say, including my, we'd been clear with those rules since day one, you have a sheet that explains them and you agreed on them, and told us that we were not playing D&D, and we were all big effing normies. Finally, my patience vanished. I angrily told him to leave, and that he was out of the group, And he pulled out his player sheets and notes and threw them on the table hard, and tried to grab his cousin to make her leave too. As we intervened, she was quietly crying and was clearly overwhelmed. He scorned, insulted her too, and left the house. We consoled her and I was going to end the session there, but she insisted we played. She didn't want this day and the campaign to be ruined by her cousin. So we continued playing. The next session came in. Five minutes from the start, I was preparing my notes, when Thief called me on the phone. He had discovered his cousin was going to the session and was angry that he wasn't alerted on time there was one, because now it was too late and he couldn't make it. I told him that I had clearly stated that he was out of the group. Hadn't he even noticed the fact that we had banned him from our online group chat and that's why I didn't get the alert? He said that he believed it to be for only that session and didn't get why he couldn't come back. I explained to him that after that shit he pulled, we weren't comfortable anymore playing with him. He raged at me on the phone, but after the third insult, I hung up on him. He later tried to stop his cousin from playing with us. She was 16, we and him were all 18 and 19, and he tried to tell her mom that we were playing r campaigns, with her, which was of course bullshit. But he fortunately failed. Turns out he's always pretty shitty at lying. We saved the bard, finished that part of the campaign, and went on with playing with our rules in peace. I still ask myself sometimes if the problem was actually us, if we were really doing something bad by not using the right rules, but even if we were, his attitude was unacceptably rude and I'm happy that I stopped being so cowardly and that I didn't let him come back to the game. This is pretty clear cut. It wasn't you or your group. He sounds straight up awful. I actually really like that homebrew rule. I've always been annoyed with NPCs believing ridiculous lies just because someone has a good role. You did the right thing in kicking that person out, and I'm glad you and your group are back on track. Please let us know what you think and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things DD. Our videos are posted every Tuesday and Friday. So stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content!